Blog Talk Radio.
Well, <clears throat> good evening, folks, and welcome to another hour of the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Wow. How about that Super Bowl? My team didn't win. And they didn't win because they didn't use the best running back in the NFL to run the ball in from the one-yard line. They chose to throw it into a crowd of opposing players instead. They deserve to lose. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, with that said and done, let's get this party started. Now, today's date is February 2nd. 2015, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Good evening. Lady Michelle is in the house. Uh, John Galt is here. The Marines are in the house. The binary, the binary prince, and of course, Alexander Solo and a host of other other uh, listeners. Now, let's get right down to it. Um, you know, as a little boy, I was always reminded by my mom that gum chewing was in poor taste. And, of course, as a Marine, we are, well, we don't chew gum. It's, I mean, you just don't. I mean, we're taught that, you know, Marines don't chew gum and we don't use umbrellas. And, well, but one of the major ones was never, Marine never chews gum. There's a reason for that. But my mom would recite this little ditty, and it stuck with me ever since. And it seems appropriate when watching the spectacle of our president of poor manners as he gallivants the globe and chews gum at formal events. And it goes like this. The gum-chewing girl and the cud-chewing cow, what is the difference? I will allow. The intelligent look on the face of the cow. Barack Obama has been seen many times at formal events chewing gum. Now, and spitting it out at inappropriate times. Now, I think I will allow that perhaps he's doing that nicotine gum thing where he's using the gum as a substitute for smoking because he's been a long-term smoker and he's been trying to quit for a long time. So I'm going to let that slide. But at formal events, one would think that he could put the gum away until after he's done. Obama should make every American with a modicum of decency feel ashamed and sickened. Sickened. As he continues his course and boorish behavior, folks, we used to be known as ugly Americans, a term used to refer to perceptions of arrogant behavior by Americans abroad. But Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, truly epitomizes such genuine arrogance. And also, Americans should never forget that President Barack Obama was a no-show when over 40 – listen to me. Forty world leaders joined the to, to to impress or express their revulsion over radical Muslim terrorism in Paris, France. 
while many in the news media, of course, deliberately ignored Obama's snub, our nation and its citizens found it extremely embarrassing, and rightly so. No wonder that under the Obama administration, neither Americans, America's friends, or our enemies respect or trust us any longer. And I think that's by design. When those responsible for killing the associates of satire magazine, Charlie Hibdo, and those in the kosher market claimed that they were avenging the Prophet Muhammad, it was clear that radical Muslims perpetrated the atrocities. Yet, Barack Obama refused to acknowledge any association of Islamic radicals with terrorist acts. He refused to match up the two. Political correctness, of course. He still attributes similar terrorist assassinations at Fort Hood, Texas, Boston, and other American cities to, quote, workplace violence, end quote. Let that sink in for a minute. Workplace violence, acts of terrorism. Someday, I fear that we're going to encounter a situation well, there'll be a ISIL or ISIS, if you prefer, beheading here on American soil in an American place of business. I fear that this will occur. I certainly hope that it does not. But if it does, I suspect that the Obama administration will label label it as workplace violence. He refuses to use the term, well, radical Islam. Why is he unwilling to properly identify current acts of terrorism as Muslim-inspired? That's the question I have asked myself over and over again, and I think I know the answer. It's the same reason why the inscription on the inside his, of his wedding ring reads, and I quote, There is no God but Allah, end quote. Now, if you want to know, if, you, if you're asking yourself, well, Doc, how do you know that? How do you know that the inside of President Obama's we wedding ring reads, and I quote, there is no God but Allah, end quote. Well, folks, do your homework. Do some research into President Obama, as I've done. He has shown the inscription inside the ring to many in the media, and I have seen it personally. Yes, I've seen it personally. Obama has worn that ring since before he was married. The very same ring that he, has, that he wears that is considered to be a wedding band has been worn by Obama for, well, at least three years before he married Michelle. Think about that one for a minute. 
And remember that I've been doing this show since 2010. And I I dare not. I often I let me let me just put it this way. There've been very few times where I've stated my opinion and not said this is my opinion versus this is fact. And if you follow this show and if you've done some fact checking on my show at all, if you've bothered, if you've cared to, I don't know if anybody ever cares to do that sort of thing, if you've got the time. But I've never stood you wrong. And I've never lied. I've never just made things up. And if I stated an opinion, I preface my opinion with saying this is my opinion versus this is fact. Today, folks, I'm telling you that the inscription on the inside of Obama's wedding ring reads, There is no God but Allah. That is a fact. So, back to the question. Why is Obama unwilling to properly identify current acts of terrorism as Muslim-inspired? Why? How strange that both his supportive press or political opponents refuse to address this question at all. Yet many continue to believe the reason dates back to his Muslim birth and his upbringing in Kenya, Africa. Evidently, he still owes his first allegiance to the Muslim faith. And that's why the President of the United States refuses to label the acts that we see happening every single day as Muslim-inspired or Islamic radicals or Islamic terrorism. Remember, folks, President Obama was not born a Christian. He was born a Muslim. He grew up in the Muslim faith. Now, much has been made of Obama's um, allegiance to the Reverend Wright on the south side of Chicago, my hometown, and his radical uh, liberation theology teachings, the Reverend Wright. But Obama is a Muslim, and he owes his allegiance to the Muslim faith. And if you look at why he's been dancing around, now, you found your answer. Hopefully, the mainstream media will finally wake up to the fact and report that there was no legitimate reason for the president to not represent the American people in Paris, France, when he should have, to not see our president arm-in-arm with the French president, German chancellor, British and Israel prime ministers, and 40 other world leaders was absolutely disgusting. And why is he so hostile to Israel? Ask yourself that question. When presidents from from Bill Clinton, going all the way back to, I don't know, let's go back to uh, to John F. Kennedy, have gone above and beyond the call of duty, who bent over backwards to aid Israel, to friend Israel, 
to state publicly that they're a threat to Israel will be considered a threat to the United States. But why is it that the president of this country, President Barack Hussein Obama, have such disdain for Israel and Benjamin Netanyahu? Could it be that when Bibi stands before a joint session of Congress yet again and speaks for 45 to 50 minutes, he won't need a teleprompter? He'll have a a small stack of three-by-five cards, just like he did the last time. And he'll speak from the heart, eloquently and intelligently, without the aid of a teleprompter. Could that be the... Could that be... Have something? No, no, no. No, probably not. Could it have a lot to do with the fact that Benjamin Netanyahu is a Jew... And Obama is a Muslim? I mean, there was a rift between Clinton and his Israeli counterpart. That was like child's play compared to this. And even then, Bill Clinton managed to work things out while President Obama is openly hostile towards Israel, and certainly so, its prime minister, sending his campaign team to Israel to assist in the defeat of Benjamin Netanyahu in the next election, that is unprecedented. Think about that. Call in numbers 347-884-8500. We're going to take a short break, and we'll come right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We'll be right back, folks. Southern Sense. Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the most, just the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. As always, Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live and direct with Cheeky Rocks. Yo, yo. <laughs> yo, yo. What's going on, my peoples? What's going on, my peeps? Cheeky loves his peeps. He loves his radio family. And you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GGT. Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknight at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself with the situation report. 
In the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. <laughs> and catch the Situation Report weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts, and they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean, tell your friends. Americans think sitting President Barack Obama is the nation's worst leader since the last World War, according to a poll released this morning. A third of Americans singled out Obama as their least favorite president since 1945 inches Quinnipiac University's latest presidential poll, just ahead of George W. Bush, who received 28% of the vote. In a head-to-head matchup between the two most recent presidents, Bush and Obama, Bush narrowly came out to victor with 40% of survey takers saying he was a better president than Obama and 39% saying he was worse. Over the span of 69 years of American history and 12 presidencies, President Barack Obama finds himself with President George W. Bush at the bottom of the popularity barrel, Tim Malloy, assistant director of the Quinnipiac University poll, said in a statement. Ranked in order of how bad Americans say they were, the 12 presidents included in the survey were, Obama, Bush, Richard Nixon, Jimmy Carter, Lyndon Johnson, Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan, Gerald Ford, George H.W. Bush, Dwight Eisenhower, Harry Truman and John F. Kennedy. Welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Now, that first, um, the first radio promo that I that I put on uh, during the break is a pretty old promo. It's a couple of years old. And I really didn't mean to play it, but uh, it reminded me, it reminds me of 
all the great things that um, that we as blog talk radio hosts uh, experienced over the last few years. You know, I started in 2010, and and uh, and and when and when I started uh, hosting blog talk radio shows, it was it was just a hobby for a lot of us, and um, you know, and it was just folks like like me. Uh, retired uh, retired individuals, young people who wanted to get their voices out and be heard, and and you know all of that. And, and since that time, you know, a few of us that you have that that were featured in in that in that promo uh, are still around. Uh, Annie's still around with her show Southern Sense. Southern Sense is conservative. G Ski still around. And then there is me, and uh, you know, and and it's been great. It really has. And Blog Talk Radio has really branched out. Celebrities, politicians, folks, you <laughs> name someone, name anyone, anyone that comes to mind, and they most likely have a presence on Blog Talk Radio. John McCain, Tavis Smiley. <laughs> name, name. Uh, I mean, some of the, some of the some of the most popular um, um, talk show hosts who who have hosts on terrestrial radio and television are also found on Blog Talk Radio. It has gotten it has become that that popular. But but let's get on with this show. I want to talk about. Black Americans and the Obama dilemma. When black Americans decided that they would throw their full support behind Barack Obama in both his presidential runs, they set in motion a rolling stone that, that can't be stopped. It's foolish and dangerous to give your unyielding support to anybody, let alone someone you know very little about. As a conservative American, black male, back in 2008, I got in many heated discussions with who I thought were other intelligent black Americans. Some were my close friends, friends since childhood. I got the shock of my life when I was yelled at and called all kinds of names by individuals that I thought were my friends and even family. No matter how many facts I presented about then-candidate Barack Obama's record-supporting issues that were contrary to what these individuals claimed to be against, e.g. abortion, they were unyielding in their support for the black presidential candidate. During the 2007-2008 presidential campaign, I was I was in the military, a Marine, on active duty. I used to sometimes spend my lunchtime in my uh, Air Wings uh, chaplain's office discussing scriptures with a chaplain. I had a tremendous amount of respect for this particular chaplain who happened to be black. He would consistently try to convince me to come and speak at his church. He pastored a church in the community 
in Norfolk. Because I had such in-depth knowledge of the scriptures, our relationship was still going until until the ta- the tapes of Reverend Jeremiah Wright surfaced. I had not discussed politics nor Barack Obama's candidacy candidacy with uh, with with the chaplain until until that point. You see, folks, I was so offended by the things that Reverend Wright was saying on the tapes and the whole black liberation theology that I brought it up to my chaplain. I thought that he, being a Christian pastor, would be just as offended as I was and reject the whole liberation theology stuff. But guess what? I was floored by the response that I got from him. He, in turn, told me that he himself had studied black liberation theology. When he was in seminary, he attended Howard University, and he understood where Reverend Wright was coming from because he, the chaplain, too, had experienced racism. Yeah, he then asked if I was supporting Obama. I immediately started laying out the facts about candidate Obama's record on abortion, and he got agitated with me. He looked at me and said, and I quote, Who am I supposed to support? McCain, end quote. That was the last conversation I'd had with him. Fast forward to May 9, 2012, when President Barack Obama publicly stated that he supported or his support, rather, for gay marriage had evolved. Black Americans and clergy were privately angry and embarrassed that the first black president came out in support of gay marriage. Nonetheless, blacks could not speak out against the president because no one could know, especially white people, that blacks were in disagreement with the first black president. Every black person that I talked to was angry that President Obama had come out in support of gay marriage. But when I asked them whether or not they were going to vote for him in the upcoming election, they all said, of course. Their rationale was that if blacks did not support Obama, the racist Republicans and Tea Party would destroy him. Yeah, (laughs) these are all conversations. Since Obama has been president, he has overturned Don't Ask, Don't Tell, allowing gays to openly serve in the military. He has made personal phone calls to both Jason Collins and Michael Sam, both black athletes, congratulating them for coming out of the closet. Black Americans were privately seething with anger and embarrassment after it was reported that the president personally called and congratulated these black athletes for their courage for coming out of the closet. Black Americans didn't expect the first black president to support gay marriage. 
Most blacks are against the homosexual lifestyle as well as abortion. When you support someone based on the color of his or her skin alone without examining his or her record and character, you cannot help but end up in a dilemma. When you cast aside your so-called Christian faith in exchange for the color of someone's skin, or when you cast aside your principles and values in support of someone solely based on the color of their skin, you end up in a dilemma. Barack Obama does not care the least bit about black Americans. That much is clear. We're in worse financial shape as black people in terms of jobs, lifestyle, way of life than we were before he became president. And that, my friends, well, those are facts, not my opinion. When you cast aside your values for the support of someone, to support someone based on the color of their skin, and not the content of their character, you end up in a dilemma. With the president's horrendous record on everything from the economy, health care, to foreign policy, black Americans are hoping, against all hope, that the historians rewrite history to make the failing first black president a success. And many on my Facebook page and Twitter, black folks, are going are going out on a limb and stating that Barack Obama will go down as one of this nation's greatest presidents. And they say these things, they type them. But the thing is, when I when I when I when, I, when I'm standing in front of them and and they're speaking, they're actually saying this with a straight face. Many blacks thoroughly believe that Barack Obama will go down in history as one of our greatest presidents. <laughs> it's as if they are so invested in this president that they are willing to go over a cliff for him and with him. They are willing to go down with this president for no other reason than the color of his skin. You see, folks, black folks have have a lot vested in the first black president. We all know that he sucks all to be damned that he will most likely go down as our nation's worst president based on his record. We know and understand that. Because we have our own self-esteem. And we're not tying ourselves to an individual based on the color of his skin. Black folks believe that if President Obama fails, then somehow all blacks fail. That if Barack Obama is labeled to be a failure, then somehow that makes us all failures. Because blacks believe, a lot of blacks believe that 
Obama represents us. And when I say us, I mean black people. He represents us. He is our personal representative solely because he is black. Is he from the hood? No. Is he from a poor family? No. Is he from a single single family home with just a poor mother who was on welfare and he had to scratch and scrape to get by? No. Is Obama the product of slavery? Were his ancestors slaves? His great-grandfather or his great-great-grandfather, were they slaves? No. For all intents, Barack Obama grew up in your average American white family home, middle class, attended some of the best schools, grew up in Hawaii. No, his father is his biological father wasn't around much, but he certainly did have black uh, role models, and 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 he had uh, he had uh, his wife, his mom's uh, husband to look up to. Of course, he was a child of privilege. Those things aren't important to most blacks. Not the most, not the ones I've spoken to. What's important to most blacks is that Barack Obama's skin is brown and that he carries the label African-American. And somehow we must owe our allegiance and we must pay homage and we must support him no matter what he does or what he says. The first thing that black Americans know that no historian can, re- historian can rewrite is that the first black president did more for the homosexual agenda than any president in history. And that's an agenda. No, I am not a homophobe. I couldn't care less if gay men marry other gay men, if gay women marry other gay women. I don't care. I don't care at all. I'm I'm just going to be clear about that. The folks who are going to benefit from gay marriage are the attorneys when or if those marriages sour and they start the appropriate proceedings. Other than that, I couldn't care less. Openly gay and serving in the military, I do have an issue with that. But other than that, I couldn't care less. What about you? Oh, and while we're on the subject, a picture was posted on my Facebook page. I'm not sure when it was posted. Because I didn't notice that. I didn't note that. But I want to I get your opinion on something. 
the picture shows Barack Hussein Obama standing at a podium. It appears that he's standing in front of the White House, and of course he's got young Marines flanking him on either side of the podium. Now, in this picture, well, it's been doctored to show that the Marine is, he has an outstretched arm, and at the end of that arm is a pistol. And the pistol is pointed at Obama's head. And the caption reads, Enough of your bullshit. So what I did was, instead of deleting it, I reposted it on my Facebook page, this picture. Oddly enough, I haven't received any harsh blowback from reposting that picture. Is it in poor taste? Sure. Sure it is. After all, he is the president of the United States. It's in poor taste. Is it illegal? Well, there's the whole freedom of speech thing, freedom of expression, all of that. I don't know. Will I receive a visit from the Secret Service, as has been suggested in one of the posts? Or will the person who doctored the photo and placed it on Facebook receive a visit? I don't know. But what do you think about that? Because the first thing I thought was that there was a movie out at the very at this very time of George Bush's president. I believe it was this time. A movie about a presidential assassination where George Bush or a likeness of him in the movie was assassinated. Somehow there was a Photoshop or however the movie magic makes the movie shows that uh, President Bush was assassinated. Was that in poor taste? Was that freedom of speech? Was that freedom of expression? Take a look at my Facebook page. USmarine.usmc or C. Robert Jones. And take a look at the picture. What interests me most about that picture was that I didn't lose any Facebook friends because a lot of my Facebook friends are liberal, nor did I receive many harsh rebukes? I received just one, if I recall, so far. It's only been today since the picture has been reposted by me. And the, the rebuke was, you should be ashamed of yourself. Well, quote, you should be ashamed of yourself, end quote. So should I be ashamed of myself? For reposting that picture, looks like Lady Michelle has <laughs> has the picture here. So now I've gotten the pic. Here's the picture. Now 
David Price, William, well, I won't name all the folks here. Eleven others said that they like the picture. Uh, Roy Steele writes, ha ha, that's funny. I wonder how long it'll take Secret Service to knock on your door. That pick might hurt the emperor's feelings. My response was, I wonder as well. Let's find out. Roy Steele writes, I guess if you suddenly disappear from here, we'll know. My response was, indeed. And I received several more responses, including the, you should be ashamed. So, is it poor speech? I mean, free speech, or is it just in poor taste? He is the president of the United States of America. Quite frankly, I find the picture amusing. Because, after all, I am a United States Marine, and there, it is a Marine holding the, the weapon. But no one wants to see harm come to the President of the United States, no matter how liberal he is, no matter how destructive he is. You don't want to see harm to come to him. You just want him to like go golf or something and hang out for the next two years until his term is up and not do any more damage. And then just kind of fade off into the sunset and be the worst president in history. I'm satisfied. I'll be satisfied with that. If you know, if I don't see his face on the news or he'll hear his voice and he's just kind of hanging out golfing and just kind of do a world tour and spend up more and more money flying around, you know, talking crazy. I'm good. The clock is ticking. No one wants to see harm come to our president. You know, and I, being a historian, I am well aware that President John F. Kennedy was labeled a communist, a socialist, a communist sympathizer. The reason why President Kennedy went to Dallas at Texas, Fort Worth, was because he needed that state. And people in that state thoroughly disliked him. They thought he was a communist, a socialist, or that he was at least a sympathizer. As it turns out, President Kennedy was by today's standards, a a, a Reagan Republican, by today's standards. So I understand how some of us can get caught up in what has occurred over the last six years. I believe that President Obama is, in fact, a socialist. I believe that he's an His intent is to reform America and turn it into something that it wasn't before he became president, which is nothing good for any of us. And I believe he means well. I don't believe that he means this country ill. But it's the well-meaning people that you got to watch out for. 
It's those people who say, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for your own good. I'm here to help you. Those are the people you got to look out for. You can't trust people who come to you and say, hey, I'm here to do this for you. It's for you. I'm here to help you. I'm doing this for your own good. That's how Castro got started. That's how Mussolini got his play. That's how Hitler got his got his heels dug in. That's how he got his claws in. Every dictator, every despot, every single one, my friends, thought and intimated that they were going to do things for their people. And it was for their own good. All of them. But don't believe me. Do your research. When a president of the United States, such as Barack Obama, tells you that he's doing something for you, for the American people, be wary. It's not his job to do something for you. The Constitution does not state that the president has to do anything for you specifically. He is to mind our military, protect this great nation from harm, using his power for those ends, not to take money from one group of people in order to redistribute it to another group of people. That's not his job. President Obama is rewriting the Constitution without touching it. The problem with this situation and what he's doing is that the next president who comes along can say, I have precedence. The previous president did this, this, and this, and now I feel obliged to take that one step further. Nobody complained when Barack Obama signed an executive order, blah, 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 doing this. So now I'm just taking it a step further. You see the slippery slope that we're going going to be going down in the future? This is why President Obama has to be stopped in his tracks with this executive order granting amnesty. This is why the Republicans cannot, cannot give in with regard to the funding bill that's coming up. If Homeland Security has to suffer a little bit, then they have to suffer. Who the hell, where did this whole thing come from? George Bush started the Homeland Security deal. And now so we have another government agency that we need to fund with a whole bunch of people who are on the government tit and not really doing anything? I say, no, do not fund Homeland Security. Do not fund the amnesty uh, uh, executive order. 
and let them both wither and die on the vine, and they'll have to go find other government jobs where they can have employment for life without actually doing anything of any goodness. Because guess what, folks? Before 9-11, America did just fine without Homeland Security. The reason why Homeland Security was started in the first place was because the FBI, the CIA, the DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, the NSA, National National Security Agency, none of those folks talked to each other. There was – I mean because in America, we have rival, rivalries. Even in the military, the Marine Corps, we have, we have rivals with the Navy, the Air Force, the Army, and so on. So there were these rivalries and these competing organizations overlapping each other. And so every, every one of these organizations wanted to have its share of the government fiscal pie. So they attempted to one-up each other and to share information between the CIA and the FBI. Well, we don't want the FBI to get credit for this because they'll get the glory and the funding. So we're not going to share this information. We're going to keep this to ourselves, and the FBI would say the same. And so guess what? The 9-11 hijackers slipped right through that little crack where – FBI wasn't talking to to to, to uh, defense intelligence agency, agency. Defense intelligence agency wasn't talking to the CIA, and that just left a little sliver open for those those hijackers, those eleven hijackers, to slip right by. And so, in order to resolve this issue, Homeland Security was brought into brought online and established. So, quite frankly. We can do without Homeland Security and get the the clowns, the heads of the four families, CIA, Defense Intelligence, FBI, NSA to actually start working together, then we won't need Homeland Security, and they won't need to be funded. And we can disband Homeland Security and go back to the heads of the four families. So Republicans don't give in. Don't do it. Well, folks, we've talked enough for the night. There's so many things you could be doing and you chose to come in and listen to my show, and I do so appreciate it. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and we're going to say goodnight. Got just about three minutes left. Have a great night, folks, and oh, tune in tomorrow because we've got some really interesting stuff coming online tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm not going to clue you in, though. Come on, you got to tune in. Um, and you know what? We're back. We're back online. G Ski Rocks is back. Southern Census Conservative is back. Most of us are back. So come on, tune in, have some fun with us. And let's talk about some of the issues. Tomorrow night's going to be great. Hope you all have a great night. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We are out, 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 out.
Try not to get worried, try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's alright, yes, everything's fine. And we want you to sleep well tonight. Let the world turn without you tonight. If we try, we'll get by, so forget all about us tonight. Everything's alright, yes, everything's alright, yes. Sleep and I shall soothe you, calm you, and anoint you. Alright, yes, everything's fine And it's cool and the ointment's sweet For the fire in your head and feet Close your eyes, close your eyes And relax, think of nothing tonight Hey, woman, you find ointment Brand new and expensive Should happen, say, for the poor why has it been wasted? We could have raised maybe 300 silver pieces or more. People who are hungry, people who are starving, they matter more than your feet and hands. Try not to get worried, try not to turn on to problems. Don't you know everything's alright, yes, everything's alright, yes Surely you're not saying we have the resources to save the poor from their lot There will be poor always, pathetically struggling Look at the good things you've got Think while you still have me move, while you still see me You'll be lost and you'll be sorry when I'm gone. Sleep and I shall soothe you, calm you and anoint you for your hot forehead. Then you feel everything's alright, yes, everything's fine. And it's cool and the ointment's sweet for the fire in your head. Close your eyes, close your eyes, and relax, think of nothing tonight. Close your eyes, close your eyes, and relax. 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 Close your eyes. 